0: You forgot to record the show? Until now. Okay. By the way, that brings up an interesting point. Now, today's an exception, but typically, all the Party Line programs are recorded. And they're available for you to listen to at any time. I don't know how to do it, but it's not difficult. It's somewhere on our websites. And, um,. But today you only hear the second half of the show. <laughs> we forgot to start the recorder. Yeah. I okay. To.
1: Here's here's where you go to do that. anchor.fm right there. Okay. And then
0: you go
1: to the dashboard.
0: You well, is it. that available through our regular website? Yeah, you can. Go okay. That's here. that's let's not throw the All anchor the, thing the in there. Okay. Anyway, if you go to uh, our websites, um, you can find it, okay? There's a column there that says listen, and that's listen live uh, to different shows. And then somewhere else there's um, okay
1: podcast.
0: All right, well, let's get back to work here. So I need your help with some birthdays. Okay. Famous birthdays. Celine Dion.
1: You don't need my help with that one.
0: Yeah, I do. Do you really? Well I know who she is. She is a beautiful Canadian beautiful voice. I can see her picture here. Singer. She's celebrating her fifty third birthday today.
1: She had a long run of shows. She signed a contract. I think it was like a couple years for uh the MGM Grand in Vegas okay much like Wayne Newton was mm-hmm. the headliner there Celine Dion was uh I think contracted for 2 years but uh yeah she is a Canadian singer
0: Robbie Coltrane now his face is very familiar to me I've seen him in different shows uh, I think um C O L T R A N E. He is a Scottish
1: actor and writer. Best known film roles are as Rubus Hagrid in the Harry Potter film yep, series. Yep, yep. And also uh, Valentin Dmitrovich Zhuvaski in the James Bond films Golden Eye and The World Is Not Enough.
0: Well, hmm. today is his 71st birthday. Now, Eric Clapton. Never heard of him. <laughs> of course uh, we play a a fair share of his music here. Yes. And um he
1: was uh in with Derek uh Derek and the Dominoes, sang mm-hmm. the song Layla. If oh, you yeah. remember that one, no. that was one of their most famous uh songs that, that ever came out from Derek and the Dominoes. He was also in uh, a group called Cream before Derek and the Dominoes. He sang uh, I Shot the Sheriff. Oh yes. You Look Wonderful Tonight. Tears in Heaven. Wrote that I think about an,
0: a young son that Thanks p- for passed. your help. Yeah. So today his 76th birthday. Now the only person we've got listed today that's um, been gone some years is that of Vincent van Gogh, the uh, artist, right? Yes. And uh, he lived from 1853, was born on this date in 1853, died in 1890. So he didn't have a real long lifetime. He was the uh,
1: Dutch painter that cut off his ear. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I've
0: heard that many times. Now, the picture that I'm seeing must be the other side because well, he has an ear.
1: Yeah. It, it it's his left ear that apparently cut off. Yeah. That, so let me think here. <laughs> no,
0: this is the left side. Yeah, it is. And it looks kind of eerie. <laughs> <laughs> no, come come up here look at this. Doesn't that look maybe real scarred up uh, a little bit? Yeah. But I thought they meant he removed it completely. Uh, that's what I thought, too. Well, here's what
1: happened. Apparently had a scrap with Paul Gauguin, the artist with whom he had been working for a while in Aries. And Van Gogh apparently had a some kind of illness that he began to hallucinate and uh, suffered attacks, which he lost consciousness. Okay. And during one of these attacks, he used the knife when he was apparently
0: hallucinogenic well let's see here how about uh, let's see we have two famous deaths to announce or to uh, recall james cagney being the first he was born in 1899 but died on this date in 1986
1: jimmy cagney who was an american actor stage film known for his consistently energetic performances distinctive vocal style and deadpan comic timing and uh he was pretty good yeah he was really good some of his films the public enemy angels with dirty faces and yankee doodle dandy
0: all right uh, the other death we have to mention occurred in 2002 and it was that of queen elizabeth the queen mother And looking at this picture of her, she just looks so nice. And I don't mean anything against her daughter, but she she looks like a more pleasant, personable, I don't know what the term would be. Take a look, see what I mean? Yes, she looks quite, quite pleased and content yeah, where, where sometimes Queen Elizabeth, her daughter, um, looks troubled.
1: Yeah, like maybe she could use a nap and a, <laughs> and a hug. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that.
0: <laughs> well, let's see here. We've got about 20 minutes left today. Um, Easter is coming up. Yes. Uh, let's do that first. Um, I have uh, two projects here that I came across. One is entitled, The Best Places to Celebrate Easter. And it, it, so it goes on, depending on where they live, Americans will face different levels of COVID-19 restrictions this Easter Sunday. Now, Easter Sunday is two weeks? Week and a half? No, it's this Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. Good Friday is well, obviously this Friday. I've
1: embarrassed myself. Palm Sunday was this past Sunday. Okay, so it's
0: this Sunday. Correct. Resurrection Day. Well, going on, even if they are not forced to by law, many people may choose to forego big family get-togethers as the U.S. is making progress with vaccination but still needs months for a full rollout. I hope you understood what I just said. Easter is typically a big consumer holiday that rakes in billions and gives Americans toothaches. (laughs) Regardless of whether people plan to celebrate in groups or not this year, grocery stores will still offer an abundance of seasonal foods like chocolate bunnies, marshmallow peeps, as well as extra eggs for people who want to dye them. For Christians, however, Easter is less of a commercial event than a holy experience. It not only marks the end of Lent, which is, of course, a 40-day period of fasting, reflection, prayer, and repentance, followed directly by Easter Sunday, but it also celebrates the resurrection of Jesus Christ and represents the new covenant between God and humanity. In observance of the holiday, many families will attend services, either in person or via the live streams that many churches have adopted during this pandemic. But some Americans will feel the Easter spirit more than others, depending on where they live. To identify those areas, WalletHub compared the 100 largest cities based on 13 metrics that speak to an ideal Easter celebration. Examples include a range of candy and chocolate stores per capita. Uh, all the way to the city's Christian population. So here we go. Best places. And what they do? They said 100, didn't they? Yeah. 100. So the 100 cities in America best for it. Number one. Now, I lived here. You can almost start to guess where it might have been. Honolulu. Um, I remember it was very nice. I did not remember it as being over the top or anything like that. But perhaps it has become so. What, what,
1: uh, what stands out that, that made it very nice?
0: Well, weather,
1: but yeah, um, kids, um, anything happening
0: in the community that? Oh, sure. There, maybe, I mean, you had neighborhood. You'd hide the eggs in your yard, and kids would go up and down the street.
1: It was and weather makes that nice for egg yeah, hunts. Yeah. I, I remember a few
0: Easter's in this area where there was snowfall. Of course, our station is going to hold a big. Egg Hunt, we've done it for some years, and that's uh, Friday, right? Yes. Uh, starting at uh, 6 a.m. or something like that. Yeah, Clues will start at 6 a.m. on Power 105. And uh, it's always amazing how many people, uh, even from far away, contact us in advance of when they think it's going to be to say, are you doing it? Yeah, and when is it? What time? <laughs> what day? Yeah. And then they they drive in. I'm not kidding, folks. Cincinnati. Exactly. We've had three calls from Cincinnati. Okay. Going on. So, Honolulu is number one, Memphis is two, Omaha, three, New Orleans, four, Milwaukee, five, Kansas City, six. Okay, it's time to stop and jump to the first Ohio City which is number 16 and it's cincinnati way to
1: go cincinnati
0: the queen city yes indeed now the next town to show up in ohio at number 61 unless i've missed one here i don't think i have is columbus two down from that three down from that is cleveland Turn the page. Toledo comes in eighty-fourth. That that appears to be the Ohio cities that are particularly recognized. Now I've got a little more detail here, and then I have another report. Okay, that's uh, that's churches per capita. Okay. Okay. Um, What part of the nation do you think would have the most churches per capita? Oh, probably the southern states. Yeah, well, um, the top five are Birmingham, Buffalo, New York, Orlando, Florida, Newark, New Jersey, and Greensboro, North Carolina. So, somewhat down there. Yeah. How about fewest churches per, per capita? Well, um, Hialeah, Florida comes in dead last. Hmm. New York City comes in next to last. I was going to guess either there or Chicago. Laredo, Texas, third. North Las Vegas, fourth. And Henderson, Nevada, fifth. Those are the were the least, fewest churches per capita. Okay, now. Highest percentage of Christian population. Once again, it's Birmingham, Laredo, Texas, Boston, Pittsburgh, Corpus Christi. How about lowest percentage of Christian population? The lowest is Colorado Springs, followed by Reno, that's Nevada, Portland, Oregon, Anchorage, Alaska, and Seattle, Washington. Okay, most candy and chocolate stores per capita. What do you, what do you think? Most, uh, hmm, Hershey P.A. Um, they don't show in either chart, <laughs> um, but they make good stuff. Yes, they do. Okay, so there's a two-way tie for most candy and chocolate stores. It's between New York City and Las Vegas. No, three-way tie. Honolulu is included. Then Pittsburgh, then Orlando. Fewest candy shops? Laredo, Texas, San Bernardino, Fremont, California, Garland, Texas, and Newark, New Jersey. Most flower shops per capita. Orlando and Honolulu are tied for first. Then St. Louis, Miami, and Atlanta. Fewest? Garland, Texas, Irvine, Texas, Texas. Irving, Texas, rather. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona, north Las Vegas, and Fremont, California. Well, Garland,
1: Texas made two lists there that weren't too good of
0: listings, were they? Not very complimentary. (laughs) Okay, we got one more category, best Easter weather (laughs) forecast. And they're talking about over the years. Best, Minneapolis. That's odd.
1: That is. I was waiting for you to say Honolulu again. Yeah.
0: St. Paul, Colorado. Um, St. Paul, Minnesota, Colorado, Colorado. I didn't know there was a city named Colorado. I didn't either. I wonder if that's a typo. Anyway, Wichita, Kansas, and Lincoln, Nebraska. They all make the best. The best weather forecast? That's right.
1: Who who made this list? The, an Eskimo, maybe? Uh, uh, perhaps. <laughs>
0: uh, w- Somebody listed Antarctica. Worst Eastern, worst Easter weather forecast. Here we go: New York, New Jersey, Jersey City, New Jersey, Buffalo, New York, New York, New York, and Anchorage, Alaska. That one; those seem to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Enough on that. Now we brought in another thing
1: here. All right. And that that still just. Is mind-boggling. The weather forecasts.
0: What have I done wrong here?
1: I was I was said earlier about some snow happening in this area on Easter's uh, Mm a couple times. Dad has pictures, and we still have them of uh, pretty good snowfall amounts. And we took an Easter basket with colored eggs Mm. and sat it out in the snow, positioned it. And Dad has some photographs of that. That it's (laughs) normally you don't see that on Easter around here but i
0: can remember one or two yeah i remember one or two as well well let's see here uh while my computer's warming up because this was something i couldn't print but i came across and thought it was fun uh let's see today in history march 30th the 89th day of the year there are 276 days remaining Uh, But in the year 1981, on this date, President Ronald Reagan was shot and seriously injured outside the Washington, D.C., hotel by William Hinckley, Jr. Also wounded were White House Press Secretary James Brady, Secret Service Agency Timothy McCarthy, and a District of Columbia police officer named, uh, named Thomas Delahanty. You know, I had stayed at that hotel a week before this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was not my usual place to stay, but there was a meeting being held there, and I decided to stay at it rather than my uh, Canterbury Inn, which was uh, closer to the NAB building. Okay. I'm getting my computer fired up here. About eight minute, eight minutes remaining here. Computer, please don't take long. I want to give this report. Well, we could do uh, some weather chatter. It'll be a nice day today, temperature-wise. Well, they say... Um, actually, I saw a better forecast than this. Um, oh, no, here's Tuesday. I see yeah seventy two a high today tomorrow the um tomorrow fifty seven yeah, Brian Hughes is saying
1: some rain moving in overnight and some heavy rain in the morning
0: well, whatever it is, it will be that's it, yes. Oh, come on, computer. Still buffering? No, it's now loaded, but it what I had up has disappeared. Okay, folks, maybe it's not the day to do this. Let <laughs> me set this over. Let me see what I can do. It's, uh, I tell you what, it's a special report from Wallet Hub. Um, so, and it's Easter related. So one
1: of those down there
0: well, no. oh well, we, we need we need to move on. Let's talk about um, the news, okay? First off, you've probably heard for how long has it been a week now that this giant container ship in the Suez Canal? stuck in a cockeyed position so that it blocked the entire canal. And they've been doing dredging, they've been doing drigging, whatever that is, and tugging. And it finally broke loose I think in the last 12 hours. And they're saying, with the help of the moon, what are they getting at? Well, when the moon's at full brightness, it raises the water level. Not a lot, but enough that it made a difference. Now this, this ship, what's the figure you, you've heard? 220 million tons?
1: it upright it would be as tall as the Empire State Building
0: yes that's oh that that's a good one okay so if you stood it up on its nose uh, the tail of it would be as high as the Empire State Building think of that that's a big one well anyway they've got it free now now but it's bigger than that and I, what I mean by bigger than that is that for the week or two that it's been stuck, I guess a week now, all the ships that would have made it through this that canal, both directions, have been stuck out at, at sea, you might say, waiting their turn. So, I mean, I've, we've even heard, like, uh, gee, there may be a shortage on toilet paper again stuff like that. Um anyway, the bottom line it is fixed. And now um they'll get things moving again. Thank goodness.
1: We've also been told about the possibility of higher gas prices because of this. Okay. Um, that came from Gas Buddy. Yeah, because some of the ships obviously can't get through that connect, uh, what is it, Asia to Europe through the Suez Canal, that they're having to go down, some of them down around the Horn of Africa, which could be a dangerous route there too because of uh, pirates that may interfere with some of that shipping. Think of it.
0: Pirates stealing toilet paper.
1: How about that?
0: They do have some hygiene. Uh, You know, I I think I've mentioned this over the years, but when I was running KGMB in Honolulu, uh, during shipping strikes, the number one commodity that people were scared about was that of toilet paper. We at KGMB would get oodles of it and give it away as prizes just like you might give away a pair of tickets to a Reds game <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding it was a, a big deal okay um, let's see Scott where do you stand on your vaccines um, my second one
1: was last uh, Wednesday a week ago tomorrow okay so one more week after that, you should be in great shape. Yeah, but, you know, again, we need to remind folks that when not to discourage getting the vaccine whatsoever because it, it's a, I, well, I, we agree that it's a good thing, right? But you need to remember to practice social distancing and still continue to wear a mask because they they are not 100% absolute preventive of contracting COVID. So you still need to do that even though you've gotten both vaccinations and two weeks after that, uh, still social protocols need to be followed and practiced as much as possible.
0: I was... um, uh, We were at Kroger and my wife uh, sometimes uses those... um, Carts, Yeah, the motorized carts. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the day. Uh, She'd rather walk, but sometimes she just doesn't have the... uh, uh, the horsepower. And uh, I had gone out... uh, We had finished shopping, and I had gone out to get the car, and then I was going to bring it up to the doorway for her to get in, right? Yes. And... Somehow or other, as she was dismounting the cart, those motorized things, uh, her mask fell off. And a guy coming out absolutely was uh, livid with her. And, I mean, it brought her to tears. It was an accident. But he was so um, unkind, and all of that. Now, folks, I get it. We all need to be diligent, but there are—well, you get my point, I
1: guess. Yeah, there are there are safety measures that we still need to
0: follow. Mm. Indeed. But uh, we are out of time, folks. Have a wonderful day. In our 71st
1: year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1
0: FM.
2: W-A-T-H-E-V-E-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. You
0: can believe your eyes. Uh, that it's a homicide, it's murder.
2: The prosecution presented opening statements in ex-police officer Derek Chauvin's murder trial. The defense countered... Derek
0: Chauvin did exactly what he had been trained to do over the course of his 19-year career.
2: Testimony resumes this morning. Correspondent Jamie Ukas is at the courthouse in Minneapolis. The trial began with the prosecution playing the full video of Officer Chauvin's knee on George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Prosecutors argue Floyd said at least 27 times he couldn't breathe, but Chauvin didn't relent. The defense countered drugs and medical conditions led to Mr. Floyd's death. President Biden now says 90% of adults in the U.S. should be eligible for COVID vaccines by April 19th. University of Minnesota infectious disease expert Dr. Michael Ulsterholm points out.
1: 15 million Americans, 65 years of age and older, the group that's highest risk for severe disease, have not been vaccinated yet.
2: With COVID cases on the rise again, the president is urging mayors and governors to reinstate lifted mask mandates. A vigil in New York City after a 65-year-old Asian-American woman was beaten on her way to church in broad daylight. Asian Americans for too long in this country have been shamefully scapegoated because of ignorant fear. The woman is hospitalized with serious injuries. CBS's Jim Crusula, one in.